Hello, this is Mary Lindo. I am so pleased that you are joining me for this week's teaching podcast. This podcast is prayerfully created each week with the intention of giving you a time of resting in the Lord and for allowing Him to speak into your life through three to five minute messages and prophetic impressions and insights. Each message is meant to assist you in cultivating your love for the Word of God, combined with the power of His Holy Spirit, confirming His words over your life. Gather your Bible and a cup of coffee or tea, and take a few minutes each week to sit back and allow the peace of God to wash over you as you enjoy soft background music that inspires a restful time of worship and tender moments with the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And now, let's begin this week's podcast. Hello, precious believer. Today we're going to have a podcast that is addressing something that is running rampant in society, and that is our fear. And I hope that you would take time to listen to the entire podcast because there are some tools at the end in prayer that will help you unhook from the torment of fear and also unhook from the judgment of others that are in fear. The title of this podcast is called The Winter of Our Malcontent, Faithing Our Fears. Not facing our fears, but faithing our fears. For many weeks now, Just as I was about to fall into a good deep sleep, I have heard in my spirit the words, the winter of our malcontent. Trying to reconcile those words in my own thinking, I would then say to myself, you mean the winter of our discontent, don't you? Thinking about the fact that Shakespeare wrote this and put it into print in Richard III in 1594. Again and again, the same event would take place until I was made aware of what the Lord would have me write and share with those who may have ears to hear. For you see, the subject can be one that many fear. Malcontent Disappointed, disenchanted, disillusioned, frustrated, unfulfilled, disquieted, disturbed, perturbed upset, dejected, depressed, despairing, despondent. The wringing of hands and heart. For some, it is easier to simply live in a shell of denial or self-concocted false spiritual bliss than to look soberly and head-on at the turmoil and drama that the world is rapidly spinning and bobbing in. It will not easily or wishfully go away. And at this time, we are and will be facing severe repercussions for wicked choices made by governments, banking systems, and yes, religious institutions. All three can do good things, but many currently have chosen the ways of corruption, selfish ambition, deceptive storytelling, and above all, the giving away of their heart and minds to the God of this world. A God who traps its victims with promises of greater power, influence, and an adoring mass of lesser gifted humans who are expected to give homage without asking questions. These pressures and practices can tear at the soul of the discerning hearts who see more than the handwriting on the wall. They know 
regardless of a solid stance of faith in God's providence and care, that something is very, very wrong, and it is escalating. The fear and hollow ache within your heart. Many are panicking and poring over every website and news bulletin to see if there are falsities that they can catch and prove in the wrong or truths that they can exploit. Neither of these will help. And the fear mongers believe that we all must be totally obsessed and baptized in fear by pouring it out to their audiences. They will feed the panic and give power to the spirit of terror that is looming large and with insidious precision. Where do apparent Bible believers get reliable information to nourish their fears? From you and me. We do it to each other all the time. Why do we deliver information to our brother or sister that will feed his or her fears? The first cause of fear is the fear of losing playthings and safety. We believe that my God shall supply all your needs. But our old nature cannot believe that, especially when we hear news from worldly sources telling us someone is trying to take our toys and life resources away from us. When we give place to fear and feast on it, feed it, and pass it on to other people, we are boldly denying that Christ will be our supplier. If you have a belief concerning death, the end of the world, or the ultimate destiny of humankind that has no hope, no light, and you have the church headed straight into a train wreck, instead of looking at the light at the end of the tunnel, you are wicked. If all you do is sit around and talk with wide-eyed terror about the new world order, the crash of the banks, the collapse of the dollar, and the concentration camps and microchips getting ready for us, you're not only feeding fear, you are also a promoter and a preacher of it. Harsh words? No. Honest words intended to get you to shake off morbid living and to decide to truly serve the living God or serve fear. What fear is? Fear is a harsh and wicked taskmaster. Fear will not let you sleep well at night. Fear brings condemnation and shame. Fear causes hoarding and secret self-protections. Fear will make you betray others to hide and protect your way of living and your opinions. Fear will join with accusation and destroy safe relationships by isolating you. Fear is a liar and gathers clusters of other tormenting spirits to join with it. Fear creates excitement for those who use it as a tool to gain attention or control. Jesus has taken care of his bride for 2,000 years. He is still doing so and will never ever stop. Know this, the light of Christ that shines in very dark times is the only light that is available. I say this because this light is on until the day dawn and the day star arise in your hearts. The light of prophecy is the light at the end of the tunnel of human history. And that light is a person. In Revelations 22:16, it says, I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify to you these things in the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David and the bright and morning star. So, 
The darker it is, the more blessed that light is. The stars shine at night, not during the daylight. Light a candle in a room that has many lamps on and no one will notice, but strike the smallest match you can find in a totally blacked out room and every eye will be on that light. Why are our eyes and mouth fixated with how exceedingly dark it is? 1 Thessalonians 5 says, You are all the children of light and the children of the day. We are not of the night, nor of darkness. So what do we do now? Philippians 4, verses 6-7 through 7 says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Tell me, what good is it to obsess or prepare to survive the coming crash or doom if you end up living a stressed and tormented life over it? You're afraid because you don't think God can handle your situation. You're afraid you're going to die. You're afraid you're going to get sick. You're afraid your kids are going to get hurt. You're afraid the roof's going to fall in. You're afraid the demons are going to get you. Whatever it is, it comes from two things. Number one, you have a guilty conscience. Or number two, you have a weak faith in God. You can deal with both of these. Have a guilty conscience? Confess your sin and get it all cleaned out. Weak faith? Get your Bible open and read what God says about himself and learn to trust him and pray. 2 Timothy 1.7 says, For the spirit which God has given us is not a spirit of cowardice, but one of power and of love and of sound judgment. Faith obeys God in spite of circumstances or consequences. You know, fear can creep into the hearts of the young and the old, the rich and the poor, the most educated and the least educated, the powerful and the powerless. What can one do to be freed of fear? Faith is not afraid of what others may say or do. An Elijah complex can rob you of power and joy, so beware. Elijah went from victory to defeat because he started walking by sight and not by faith. He believed the wicked Queen Jezebel's words, but not God's word. And he forgot how God had cared for him for three and a half years. Fear replaced faith, and he ran for his life. We need to obey the words in Mark 5.36. Obey the words that say, Do not be afraid. Only believe. Faith and fear are opposites, and yet, strange to say, they are often found dwelling within the same person. But where one is forceful, the other is undeveloped. The constant attitude of the Christian must and needs to be, Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. For the Lord God is my strength and song, and He has become my salvation. Isaiah 12, 2 What we ought to be 
and what actually is are two very different things. Psalm 56.3 says, When I am afraid, I will put my trust in you. However, when the grace of faith is in practice, that's what its verbal communication will be. One thing that must be addressed as well is the situation where there are believers who are currently in trauma, loss, or who are persevering through very difficult and possibly harrowing situations. Very often those who have a shallow development of the fruit of mercy and attributes of discernment are often found to spout out well-rehearsed shotgun lines of scripture at those who are in the throes of battle and sorrow. This is not okay. It shows a great lack of genuine Christian character and even worse, a lack of the nature of Christ. The following verse will clear up any religious sputtering about this and hopefully bring a nice bit of conviction to the legalistic and hard-hearted. Romans 15.1 says, So those of us who have a strong faith must be patient with the weaknesses of those whose faith is not so strong. We must not think only of ourselves. Jesus stood up in the storm and spoke peace. He did not scold and hammer away at the frightened men in the boat with him. He did not shame them with a tone of superiority or condescending blather when he said, Why do you struggle with trusting me to take care of you? He used moments of doubt and fearfulness all throughout the Bible as teaching moments to disciple his beloved children. We too can learn from this. It will be much needed in the days ahead. Let's pray together right now and be free from fear. And I encourage you not to pray just, just a prayer to pray a prayer. Be still now. Shut off the noise around you. And if you can't do it right now, then come back to this. For this will set you free. And it deserves to have the honor and time put into it by focusing. Focusing clearly upon the one who can deliver us from our fears. Let's pray this together. Dear Jesus Christ, I know that all power and authority on heaven and earth belongs to you alone. I come to you today asking for supernatural, divine deliverance from fear. I am facing numerous issues that are scaring me, sometimes tormenting me. I ask you right now, Jesus, in faith, and with all of my existence, please, please deliver me from all fear. I gave you my soul when I became a Christian. So right now, I choose to symbolically and literally hand you my problems, my fears. I pray, Jesus, take these fears and strengthen me against them. Protect me from every lie of the enemy that has come my way, trying to deceive me. You have told me, let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Right now, I give it all to you, Jesus. Please deal with these fears for me. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of God Almighty, 
I renounce Satan and all of his lies that are trying to make me afraid. I pray that you, Lord, would bind every enemy and spirit of fear attempting to operate in my life and rebuke it. Protect me from it. Lord Jesus, please also help me recognize if there is something that I am doing to allow fear to manipulate me. Please let me know if there is something wrong that needs to change. Please let me know if there is something in my environment or home that is causing my mind to have fearful reactions. Help us, O oh Heavenly Father, to not dwell on our fears, but on who you are. We can conquer our fears only by focusing on you. Then no matter what is the cause of our fears, they will dissipate like the morning fog. This we ask in the name of him who overcame all of his fears by fixing his eyes on you and you alone. The name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. I hope that this helped you today, and I'm just asking you now to sit still for a few minutes and praise the one who has promised to set you free from all of your fears. If you are going through a very difficult time and sorrow seems to be just washing over you like crashing waves, take this moment to just lift your hands up to the Lord and ask Him to calm the storm. It does not mean that all storms will immediately cease, but it does mean that He will bring peace in that storm. I bless you today in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world. Goodbye for now. Have a wonderful, wonderful day.